Good morning. It's good to be with you on this Tuesday morning as we are in uh, our last week before Christmas. Uh, a week from today, we'll be uh, we'll be getting ready for the we'll be in the I guess the all the, the twelve days of Christmas getting ready for Epiphany. So um, so Advent is soon drawing to a close, and so uh, today we will continue um, with our with our readings about hope. In our readings of expectation and longing, and today's reading is actually one of my favorite um, psalms, um, Psalm one thirty. Exactly a psalm that I read from a couple of nights back when we had our Blue Christmas service at St. Matthew's. But I, I want to read to you today, today, Adam, Psalm one thirty. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? There is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. In his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For the Lord there is steadfast love. With him there is great power to redeem. For it is he who will redeem Israel from all of its iniquities. This is... I first encountered this psalm in the late 1990s. Uh, my first, one of my first paying jobs that I ever had in my life was I was a, a camp counselor um, for two summers at Twin Lakes Camp out from out from Jackson, Florence. And I, I don't know how many of you, and even the, even those of you in Jackson area may or may not be familiar with this spot, Twin Lakes, but Twin Lakes is actually owned by First Pres Jackson. It's a great camp, wonderful camp, big experience, just loved, loved my two um, summers down there. And one of the things that I loved about um, Twin Lakes was uh, the counselors. We would have, we had a lot of Bible study and worship time together, and it was really meaningful to me, particularly us still are fairly, in the grand scheme of the universe, still a fairly new Christian. I'd only been a Christian for a couple of years at that point, like truly committed Christian. And so I really uh, learned a lot in that time and a lot of stuff um, that helped me think through theology. And it was impactful, um, showed me what I believed, what I didn't believe and things such as that. But one of my favorite things about um, working uh, at Twin Lakes those two summers was meeting a lot of friends. And uh, in the worship service we we had, we had saying these beautiful praise songs. What I loved about most of them is that they were just the psalms put to music. Like we were singing the psalms. So ever since then, I've just loved to sing the psalms. Uh, I love to hear the song, the psalms put to music because the psalms were written to be sung. They were worship songs. And Psalm 130 was one of the ones that we would sing together. And I, and I just always love it. What's interesting about Psalm 130 is if you read the description of it before the psalm, mine entitles it as a song of ascents. And a song of ascent is a psalm that you would sing as you were ascending the temple to worship. It was a worship song, a a song getting you ready to worship. Um, perhaps the most famous of these and the ones that I always think of the first is Psalm 121. 
I lifted my eyes to the hills, from whence does my help come? My help comes from the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It is a song, a psalm, specifically about lifting up your eyes to look to the Lord. Lifting up your eyes to look to heaven. It's a, a song that's purpose is to prepare you to worship. So that's why I find it interesting that this song of worship, psalm of ascents, says this. Starts off, out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, who could stand? But there's forgiveness with you. I wait for the Lord, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. More than those who watch for the morning. This is a psalm that starts off in pleading for help. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. It's a psalm of pleading for God to hear our cries. And these are not cries ascending the mount of God to worship in the glorious temple, but these are words of pain, hurt, fear even, words of despair. Out of the depths I cry to you. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, who could stand? I love this psalm because it tells us that joy is not the only emotion we feel in worship. So sometimes, y'all, sometimes we feel, sometimes we bring discouragement into worship. Sometimes we bring hurt into worship. And so I think that's important as we think about hope. Those who have everything have nothing to hope for. If you're completely comfortable in your life, life is perfect. What do you have to hope for? I think one of the greatest tricks the world can play upon us is that it can make us so comfortable that we don't really want Jesus. Because we're so comfortable in life that it's better if Jesus just stays off to the side as an advisor or as an add-on. But if he gets too close, he might mess up things. If life is perfect, what do we hope in? It's okay to understand that things are not perfect. I think sometimes as Christians, we put a, up a false front of perfection, a, a false front of everything being great, a false front of every uh, a, a sheen, if you will, of an Instagram-worthy faith. But if everything is perfect, then what do we hope for? I like this psalm in particular and the psalms in general 
Because so often they burst the bubble of everything being perfect and everything being great. The Psalms speak to us of sin, and of repentance, and of confession, of sin, of the need for forgiveness, of brokenness, of crying out to God, crying out to God from the depths. I think we all know there's nothing or no one perfect. I think intellectually we know that. I think we know that. But I think we fool ourselves into this false perfection because it's what it, what's expected of us as Christians. That we have to be perfect. That everything has to be great. That it must be spotless and, and everything must be perfect. This false narrative of the perfect Christian life that I've known a lot of Christians in my life. I don't know one of them whose life's perfect. But if we pretend like, if we all pretend like everything's perfect, then we're all perfect. But then we stay broken because we don't give the spirit the room in our life to work. So sometimes I think it really is out of the depths where the spirit of God drives us most. And I think that's why this is a psalm of worship. Because when we find ourselves in the depths, when we find ourselves in the hard spots, we find ourselves in the broken place, and we find ourselves in the imperfect life, in those moments, when the Spirit allows, and we truly can cry out to God, I think that's when we most find Him. And that's when we most find Him. So you're going to feel all the pressure this week to have the perfect Christmas. Hey, just do the best you can. <laughs> just be faithful. Love your family. Love your God. Love your church. Love your neighbors. Isn't the imperfection God's sometimes most with us? Because I think it's in the imperfection if we allow we're most willing to look for God. So today, let's look. Let's seek. Let's find. Thanks for joining with us today for our Advent reading. We have a few more days of Advent, and then um, and then we'll be on to our next adventure in God's Word. Thanks for being with us. Have a great day.